What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. It is Wednesday, November 7th. Got a very special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be joined by dual threat sports guys, Jonathan Jonathan and Chris. They're going to be joining the podcast today. We're going to be talking college football. We're going to debunk the UCF thing and how they're irrelevant, how they're not a part of the college football playoff. We're also going to talk about Alabama's dynasty. We're going to talk about the SEC. We're going to talk about the SEC versus the Big Ten argument. It's going to be a very awesome podcast. So I want to thank those guys for coming on. But first and foremost, before they come on, Wanted to have some friends over to watch the big game, but don't have enough space. Wish you had a floor plan so you can pair your game day chili in the kitchen, watch overtime or on the living room TV. If you answered yes, it's your time to call John Murray and Anna Halton directly at Century 21. They're licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You will be game day ready in no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard in Jackson, Tennessee. Next to Old Hickory Steakhouse, each office is independently owned and operated. So if you need a home in the Jackson area, go check them out. they got some beautiful homes there. They're wonderful people, so go check them out. I'm your host, Mitch Davis of The Mitch Davis Show. Also write for a couple websites, No Huddle Sports, The Grueling Truth, and CFB Hourglass. So go make sure you check out some good articles. We've got basketball and football coverage going on. You can follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore 8. Like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show. Or hit subscribe, like, review, everything you can on everywhere podcasts are found. SoundCloud, Google, everywhere, Apple. Subscribe to the podcast, The Mitch Davis Show. Every time we drop a podcast, it'll be in your inbox. So go like and subscribe and leave a good review. want to thank you all for all for the continued support of The Mitch Davis Show. Momentarily, we're going to be joined by Dual Threat Sports. We are joined by the guys from Dual Threat Sports right now. Chris and Jonathan, how are you all doing, my brothers? We're doing good, Mitch. Thanks for having us today. Man, it is Thanks a for having us very well. Man, it's a privilege to have you guys. I've been wanting to have y'all on for a while. Haven't seen y'all since the Birmingham Bowl. How's everything going with Dual Threat? Um, it's it, it's taken off. You know, this this last year has truly been a, a blessing. We've been able to cover. Uh, you know, we covered the NIT championship. We got a lot going on with uh, football now. We got the Heisman Trophy ceremony coming up. We got college basketball. I mean, things are hectic. You know. Man, I, I do know, I, especially with college basketball and college football overlapping. I do want to say congratulations on the Heisman stuff, man. That is, that's phenomenal. That's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm so proud of you guys and, and just so excited for you guys. I can't wait to read your coverage from up there. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Man, you're welcome. You're welcome. So tell everybody, first and foremost, where they can find y'all, where they can find the podcast, because y'all's podcast is pretty awesome. I love it. I, I listen every time you drop one. Ch- tell them where they can check out your website and follow you guys on Twitter and everything. You guys can uh, check out our website at dual-threatsports.com. You can uh, f- please follow us follow us on Twitter, dual underscore threat underscore. cover a lot of college sports. We like to uh, retweet some stuff that's uh, professional and noteworthy. Um, we also have Instagram. You can catch us on Instagram at dual underscore threat sports. And then we also have Facebook, dual threat sports. So, yeah, just feel free to follow us, guys. We're always looking to uh, to interact with our fan base. Man, they definitely need to follow you guys. I absolutely love y'all. And, you know, like I said, I met y'all at the Birmingham Bowl, and we've kind of just struck up that per- professional relationship where we have friends in each other. And uh, I can call on y'all if I need something Big Ten or anything up in that area in the Northeast. 
And you guys, you know, you guys can call on me for anything Conference USA, SEC, and American Athletic related. Yeah, man, it's been great. Man, so speaking of the American Athletic, I know Jonathan's a UCF guy. He's he, uh, Chris, you tipped me off to that last night, or I think this morning, one of those. Let's talk about the UCF. Let's. Where do, do you think, honestly, do you think if uh, UCF deserves a playoff spot? We'll start it off with that. Yes, yes, and why? I think you got to start with Jonathan here. He's chomping at the bit to talk about UCF. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say let's give them a shot. I think they've put in a whole lot of work for the last couple years, not even just this year. So why not give them a shot? I mean, they have how many wins in a row? Their resume speaks for itself. Maybe they don't have the quality competition that everybody's looking for, but more I was thinking about it the last couple of days, you can't really, in my opinion, blame that on them right now, because at the time that the schedules were written, however long ago, nobody knew that this was in the current situation, and you can't just swap out games whenever you feel like and say, hey, let's play Alabama this week to bolster our, our resume, so... I think let's give them a shot, see what they have. If they make it, they make it. If they don't, they don't. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I, I agree with you for the most part. And I know there's a lot of naysayers on Twitter that say, you know, they haven't played anybody. They barely squeaked by Memphis. You know, they allowed, what was it, 500 and some yards against Temple. But let's, Even not, more. Yeah, let's not forget that Clemson almost got beat by Syracuse. Notre Dame almost got beat by Northwestern, Navy, Pitt. I mean, if we're judging the quality of wins and losses, I think we have to look at that zero in the win-loss column, and it has to mean more. You know, guys, I completely agree with you. Now, Jonathan, you did mention Alabama. How do you see this UCF team matching up against, let's say, Alabama, let's say the Clemsons of the world? How do you see them matching up against, let's just say, anybody in that top four, including Georgia? Uh, well, within the top four against Georgia, I don't know exactly how well they would do against Alabama. I mean, how good can anybody really do against Alabama? But um, I think they would have a chance or at least be able to be competitive if they played a team like Clemson or if Michigan would be, would be able to make it in there. Um, I don't really think they could be, compete too much with Alabama, but I think with various teams in there, even Georgia, I could see. Um, but the only one that I would say they probably couldn't compete with is Alabama, personally. Chris, what do you? What do you? What, what is your take on that? <sighs> it's tough. I, I I don't think they could compete with Alabama. I think Clemson, the stretch Clemson is putting together right now with Trevor Lawrence, he's building momentum. He's he's finally you know feeling more comfortable. He's not really a freshman anymore. He's had how many starts now. So I, I think Clemson would be, I don't know that they could keep up with Clemson. I think they could keep up with Notre Dame. And Michigan, to me, is, is a real interesting team. It, they really are. Defensively, I think they're stout. And offensively, I'm still I'm still kind of wondering who they are. They're not the, the ground-and-pound team of the past, but they're not the aerial attack that everyone thought they were going to be with Shea Patterson. So that, that might be an interesting matchup as well. 
You know, I completely agree with that. Now, guys, moving on, we mentioned Alabama. Let's talk about that Alabama dynasty. And you guys cover a lot of Big Ten. You guys cover some ACC as well. What are people saying about that up in Big Ten country, up in the Northeast? What are people saying about the Alabama dynasty? Is it good for college football, or do you think there needs to be somebody that needs to replace Alabama as the dominant figure of college football? If I can speak on behalf of part of the Northeast, I'm going to say a lot of people are, are kind of sick with it. They want more parity in college football. They Obviously, they want to see the Penn State, the Pitts of the world up here be able to compete with the Alabamas. But I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I know I may get some flack for this, but right now, if Nick Saban retired, what he's done in Alabama, I think you have to put him above Bear Bryant. I think he's I, I think he's the greatest coach alive right now. You know, I completely agree with you on that one. I may not be a fan of Alabama, but I'll, I respect this. I mean, what he's been able to do is the dominance. I don't think we've seen a run like this since maybe the 80s when Florida State and, you know, Miami were really powers for that long. And you even go back to Vera Bryant's days at Alabama. They weren't as dominant as they are now. Alabama gets any player that they want, and they're four or five deep at every position. Exactly. I mean, I mean they, they can recruit in California. They can recruit in Pennsylvania. They go down to Florida. They can steal people from, you know, they can steal people from any of the top universities that are out of state and just say, hey, we're Alabama. Come play for us. You're going to win a national championship. Exactly. Jonathan, where do you stand on that? Um. Again, you have to respect Alabama and everything that they've done. You can't take anything away from them. But at the same time, I'm also a huge fan of parity in sports. Um, I think it's time, personally, for somebody else to step in and knock them off the throne. Because it gets to the point, in my opinion at least, where, like I said, you respect everything they did and more power to them. But it gets to the point where the national championship comes around and it's okay here it is it's Alabama again it's, there's nothing new and exciting there's nothing to draw people in or if you're a, if you're a new fan where where's the excitement if you're a, a new fan and you're watching the you're watching the game with your dad for the first time and it's all oh, Alabama's been here for the last six years here they go again um I, I think you got to have that excitement and to see Alabama get knocked off for the, for the sport as a whole, I think it would be exciting. You know, I completely agree with that. Guys, we've got to talk about the SEC versus the Big Ten before we get into any kind of playoff talks, so I get some predictions. We're also going to talk about uh, the Champions Classic last night. I want to, I want to get y'all's feedback of what y'all saw. Obviously, Duke dominated my Kentucky Wildcats. Absolute embarrassment by the Kentucky Wildcats. We're going to get to that. We're going to have a couple more topics. We're going to talk about them. I'll let you guys go. Let's talk about the SEC Big Ten debate. You guys cover a lot of Big Ten. I cover a lot of the SEC. Let's, let's have a couple opening arguments, just a little bit, to give the Big Ten side of this, and then I will counter-argument with the SEC side. Which conference is better outright? Ooh, which conference is better? Well, I mean, if you if you want to look at the top ten right now, I know the SEC's got two in the top five, but the Big Ten's got two in the top ten. So, I, I mean, you look at Ohio State, they've had a run of dominance. Uh, obviously, Michigan now is, is back to the table. In years prior, we've had uh, Wisconsin, 
and, and then Iowa and Michigan State teams that have all been near or around the playoff picture. I know they haven't gotten two teams in, but they were close a few years ago, if you guys remember, when Iowa played Michigan State for the uh, the conference championship. Jonathan, where do you stand yeah. on that, brother? I, I like both conferences. I think top to bottom, I would probably pick the Big Ten. I think there's just, I think... Whoa. That's a that that's like fighting words down here, man. <laughs> I know, shocker to me. I know, I know. But let me say, okay, in the Big Ten, you've got you've got Michigan, you've got Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. Not as much this year, but then you got Wisconsin, Iowa, and then I go down to the SEC, and it just seems as though, in my opinion, it's more of a top-heavy conference. I. I think they have seven teams in the top 25 right now, don't they? Yeah, they Half do. The and, you know, speaking of the top heavy, I mean, you te- you got teams like the Kentucky Wildcats, for example, who are 7-2 and two right now, who I probably would put up against anybody in the Big Ten with the exception of maybe Michigan and Ohio State. Even then, Kentucky and Ohio State with all the Ohio boys at Kentucky, I think Kentucky could go head-to-head with Ohio State. I'd love to see that just for the whole Benny Snell thing. Oh, I would too. And plus, you got to remember Lynn Bowden as well, who was – undrafted, un-anything, un- unrecruited by Ohio State. And he wants to come out there, and so is Mark Stoops. These guys want to play Ohio State in that Peach Bowl. I'd love to see that. Kentucky's having a great year. I, I, that kind of came out of nowhere. A shocker to me. I mean, I expect them to be like a 7-5, uh, 8-4 team, but uh, they're playing everybody good. Man, they really are. So let's talk a little bit about the playoffs. We, we fully expect, of course, Alabama and or Georgia we got the Irish more than likely running the tables going undefeated. Michigan, who do you have making the playoffs, and who do you have winning the national championship? Ooh, well, it's gonna, I, I think it's going to come down to Alabama-Clemson, and honestly, I'd like to see that matchup. I think Clemson offense is, is something I would like to see against Alabama defense. Um, obviously, I'm an Irish fan, and I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Irish make the playoffs, make some noise in there, but I don't anticipate that happening. You know, I completely, I completely agree with you on that. And the thing about it is, I don't, know if, I don't know if the Irish can win out. I think they've got, what, USC left. Is that game on the road or is that at home? That's at USC. They play Syracuse in New York. That's going to be a tough one. And even this week, I mean, I know Florida State's having a down year, but Everybody's going to give them their best shot to close out the year here. So. And you also mentioned Clemson. Clemson's got to go to Boston College this weekend. And that, that game right there at Alumni is going to be an absolute insane. He's got college game day coming to Boston. It's, actually, it's actually one of my upset picks of the weekend. Cool. You can actually put that on, you can put that on y'all's podcast as well. I'm going to call Boston uh, I, College over Clemson right now. <laughs> Head up. I don't know the score. I like the matchup. BC has been playing good football. I've got BC upsetting Clemson. And just shaking up. We need some parity in college football. Jonathan, I'll let you answer that, by the way. As for, as for the playoffs, I think Alabama and Clemson are definitely going to be in. I don't see them, either one of them, falling out at all. Um, I definitely think I think Notre Dame's going to make it. Um, even if they do end up with a loss, I think they may still have a chance to get in at number four because we're looking at Michigan, Georgia, and Oklahoma 
in that same con- um, competition for number four. Um, I would say Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and I could see either. Or you don't say UCF. I know that's where you're going. No, not going UCF. I'm not going UCF. You're not I going think this UCF. Is a chance, but I'm not going UCF. Okay. Um. I can't. I can't rule out Big Twelve though, because at the end of the year, you got Oklahoma and West Virginia to end the year. They both actually play back to back days. That's crazy. I like that. They're both in the top ten at this current point. If they make it to the end, both in the top ten, maybe they both move up another spot. Okay? Now, one of them has to knock off the other. What's to say they can't make it into the top four as well? I I like West Virginia. I got to watch the whole game that they just played this past weekend, and I think they look very good. Let's just just for parity's sake, because we were mentioning parity's sake here, what about Washington State? Let's just say Oklahoma beats West Virginia at West Virginia. West Virginia comes back out and beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. Now both of those two teams have two losses. Do you take a one-loss Washington State team over an undefeated UCF team? Oh, it's tough. The, the Pac-12 is down this year. As much as I love Coach Leach, we had a chance to have him on a couple months ago. And it's really tough. The Pac-12 is down this year. Washington seven and three. I think USC has four losses. Utah has three losses. I mean, uh, that's really that's why the committee gets paid the big bucks and that. <laughs> to make the call. Jonathan, where do you stand on that, man? Wow, I agree. That's a tough call. Um. I agree. I swear they get paid the big bucks, and I don't. So I would have to say, I think for we would have. I think we'd have to definitely see some other losses for them to get up there to that point, though, because you've got you've got Ohio State in there, you've got LSU in the mix to be able to get up and past those teams that. If they if they were able to get past those teams, it's so hard to go against UCS. This guy has a golden knight bumper sticker on his car. <laughs> hey, you gotta remember it is it is just the UCF Knights now. They get offended if you call them the Golden Knights. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, now this this is something that I also had an argument set up for. So I guess I would have to put Washington State in. And I think the only reason I would say that is what I was talking about before was I had an argument with something that I think would benefit UCS is they're currently not in a Power 5 conference. And I think the the playoff, as much as I'd like to see UCF get a chance, I think it's geared more towards Power 5 conference, and that's what it is. You know, can I, I can... jump in here real quick? Yeah, come on. I mean, I got to say something here. I'm going to put this out there. Hopefully the committee listens to this one. We have a power six, ladies and gentlemen. The American is a power conference. Love it. You take a look at UCF, USF, Memphis. The last couple years this year hasn't been as as, as up there. Uh, you got Cincinnati this year. I mean, this, this is a conference that, in my mind, should really get consideration. Not to mention... 
Not to mention you're leaving out Houston there. Oh, how did I forget them? Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. I You know, I cover a lot of Memphis games, and I watching the level of football on the field, I don't know if it's SEC level, but I would almost put it up against the Pac-12. That's what I would Pac-12, like a mixture of the Pac-12 and the Big 12, because a lot of teams in the, uh, the Americas do like to air it out, similar to the, to the Big 12. Jonathan, you got any closing arguments on that one? Um, that, I never heard that I never heard that tape from Chris before, so that's a new one for me. I'm trying to digest that one. Um, um not really. I I don't really have any arguments. Yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement there. Now I'm gonna have two basketball questions. We're gonna wrap it up, and then we're gonna have y'all on later in the basketball and probably even the playoffs because I love you guys. You're one of my best friends in the business. I'm gonna have y'all back on. Love you guys. So let's talk about Champions Classic. What are some things y'all saw? A couple quick hitters. Let's talk about first and foremost the Duke Kentucky game. That broke my heart, guys. And, and you know everybody knows that I'm a Kentucky fan through and through. That was probably the most embarrassing loss in my lifetime that I can think of, especially in the Cal Perry era. I'm going to be honest, that's the only game I really took a gander at. But boy, Duke looked just overpowering. We knew Zion was, was a beast, but to do that in his first game, I mean, I, I didn't expect that. You know, I didn't. I Truthfully, I didn't either. And the thing about it is, I, I, I just don't think Kentucky was ready for that. They looked overmatched yeah. on the. They looked overmatched on the court, and coaching wise, Calipari got outcoached by Coach K. Like it wasn't even close. And in the post game press conference, Calipari gave Coach K all the credit and said, "Look, this dude outcoached me, kicked my butt." And you know, I think that that's where Kentucky has to draw the line. And you know, it's been a bad week for Kentucky fans. You know, the Georgia think, game, and then now this. I'd like to see those two play later in the year once Kentucky gets going. I, I think. It'd be a lot closer, even if the outcome wasn't different. I, I completely agree with that. Jonathan, you got anything to add to that? Um, well, personally, unfortunately, due to a prior commitment, I wasn't able to watch any of the basketball last night. But I did see, I did see some things this morning, and I agree with, I agree with um, Chris. I'd like to see them play later in the year. It's the first game of the year. Yeah, they got, they got beat up, but. Um, again, it's the first game of the year. Yeah. You're still getting your you're still getting your feet wet. You're still getting your footing. Um, I'd like to see later later in the year playing again when you have more experience, when you have a whole season, a whole season of getting to gel with your teammates and getting to get set to where you want to be. And then I think if they played later, it'd be a lot more competitive competition. You know, I really like that, guys. This is the last question. We're going to end it with this. Who is in y'all's NCAA Final Four preseason-wise? And who do you see cutting down the nets as well? I want to ask you those two questions, and then we're going to wrap it up. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State. So the Champions Classic, I like it. uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas. It's really early to say this, but uh, I'm going to go with Kansas. Jonathan, where are you leaning on this? Um, I would go with UCF. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Calm down there. Um, 
I'm probably going to go with Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and my boys Villanova. Ooh. I'm sorry, I got to do it. I like that. So you think Villanova cuts down the nets? They had a tough night running last night. Who was it? Uh, it was a Moorhead State, Morgan State, right? When I, yeah. Uh, when I turned that mm-hmm. game on, they were only up by uh, 12 with like 10 to go in the second half. They did win by like 20 something. I'm a big fan of Jay Wright, though. I think Jay Wright's doing a lot of good things at that program, and I think he'll be there for a long time. So, like I said, still first game of the year, but I, I have a lot of faith in what Jay Wright's done and what I think he's going to continue to do for that program. You know, I completely agree with you. This I agree with all three, all three, three of those three: Kansas, Duke, Kentucky. But I'm going to tell you a team to watch out for, and I don't know if they'll make the Final Four. But this team's going to be really good. I watched them last night, Western Kentucky. Watch out for that name. They're going to make some noise in the Conference USA. And they're likely to go to Wisconsin and beat Wisconsin as well. Watch out for the upset. I got I got I, Western Kentucky making yeah. some noise in the tournament. I'm not going to say Final Four, but Western Kentucky's going to upset somebody in that tournament. I could see that. We had the uh, the honor to watch them at, during the uh, the NIT last season, and they, they didn't look like an NIT team. They looked like an NCAA tournament team. You know, I completely agree with that. Guys, I greatly appreciate y'all coming on the podcast. I'm going to have y'all on probably towards the playoffs and then again in basketball season. Hope y'all got. Hope y'all have a great week. Enjoy some football this weekend. Where are y'all gonna be at this weekend? This weekend, I will just be probably um, not going to any games this weekend. I'll probably just be watching college football from noon until midnight. I feel you, Jonathan. You go anywhere this weekend? Unfortunately, I'm only going to work. But you gotta do what you gotta do. I feel you, guys. I'm heading to Knoxville, so hopefully the Wildcats get a win over the balls. <laughs> so hey, have a good time. Man, appreciate it. Appreciate y'all coming on. Y'all have a y'all have a great week. I'll holler at y'all. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Man, no thanks problem. No problem. Right, y'all take, take care. Bye bye.